everybody, welcome back. It's the Music Corner Riffs to 808s. I'm Nate. I'm Trent. I'm Sebastian. Today, more music, new tunes for the people like you. Let's jump right into it. We got the new uh, Bad Bunny album that we're going to start off with here, uh, which is called, well, it's abbreviated uh, Y-H-L-Q-M-D-L-G, but it means Yohago Loke Midalagana. If I pronounced that correctly, You're Spanish for yes. <laughs> yes, Sebastian, right? Sebastian, how do you say it? Yes, <laughs> go, go. Oh, um, I have to read it. I'm sorry. I. <laughs> yeah. So, let's just cut through the. I will say that... through the albums. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> it is Spanish for "I do whatever I want." Uh, and this is his uh, second solo studio album. Uh, for me, it was a little bit hard to get through. Uh, like at first I liked, I didn't mind it at all. Like the first couple tracks, I'm like, all right, this is cool. But then like, as it kept going on, uh, it just kind of started to drag a little bit for me at some point. I kind of like, just, I got like halfway through the album. I couldn't fully finish it. It just like, the, the big thing I said before the podcast started was that like, if I knew Spanish more and I feel like I could have appreciated this album more because the whole thing is in Spanish. Like there's. I don't even think there's a single like English song. Maybe like a sing, maybe like a verse that's in English at some point. Maybe. Yeah, I, think, I don't I even think, think so. There's like one sentence that's in English. Right. It's like it's like it's it kind of like rapping a little bit, so it's like faster. And I I I think it's I think it's literally just like you're welcome or something like that. I think it's like a basic right. English. Thing. Yeah, it's not like a sent like it's not a full on sentence. No, no it's just a little. I do respect the fact that he is still one of the biggest rising artists especially in uh uh the what, what was it called sebastian the reggaeton reggaeton yeah. like in that whole genre or subgenre uh and also like some of those beats too and like some of the instrumentals were like though that was pretty fun like especially some of those like more upbeat dance tunes and like club-esque music i guess you could say that was a lot of uh, a lot of fun to listen to in here specifically in the song uh i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this but uh bkl featuring yavia it's uh i assume it's spanish i assume it's uh spanish for bicycle but that one had like one of the more fun beats in my opinion but yeah overall it was it was just not entirely for me but i do respect the uh bad bunny a lot so that's all i gotta say about that sebastian what did you think of it so with me, um, of course, I'm Puerto Rican, you know, uh, you know, 99% of my family is from Puerto Rico and everything. So Bad Bunny's a huge, huge movement right now, pretty much in music over there. Uh, reggaeton, of course, is not his, uh, you know, he did not find the genre, but he is definitely a front runner within it. Um, you know, uh, precursor to that would be Daddy Yankee, which is actually featured in one of the songs as well. Um, when I heard Daddy Yankee, I was just sobbing, you know, I was just screaming, eso es rudo, you know, I was just screaming that the whole time, you know, like, it's, it's so good, you know, I, I, I've always really loved, uh, the reggaeton style, I thought it, uh, was the best kind of what you can use trap beats in music. Um, that's just me. Like, whenever I think of dance music, I think of Latin music because Latin music to me, it just, it gets me out of my seat and it gets me moving. You know, I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a club goer or a dancer by any means, but 
I'll just say this. Reggaeton, Daddy Yankee, and Bad Bunny can always certainly get me on the floor. Um, you know. But one thing I will say about this album, it did slow down quite a bit towards the second half. Um, it really left uh, no energy for me later on. You know, it started off very strong and... You know, it even brought in the uh, signature Puerto Rican air horns that we hear in freaking every song. You know, it's dating back since, like, the 70s with, like, you know, uh, Buena Vista Social Club and all that, you know. Um, all these different artists that just use random-ass air horn. <laughs> you know, you'd think it's a trapper from, like, 2000s, but it's, it dates all the way back into, like, the 70s. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. But... Other than that, I did give it a nice 7 out of 10. I, you know, his flow was great. Um, you know, I really like what he's been doing, especially with the genre crossing. And I really cannot wait for him to move forward with his career. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, what did you think of this one? Uh, before I say what I thought, I just want to say Sebastian, not much of a dancer. Let me pull up that Facebook video uh, oh. from 2017. <laughs> <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I uh, I gotta agree with Nate on this one a little bit. I mean, not knowing Spanish, it kind of, it kind of like, it doesn't make it bad for me. Uh, I mean, I appreciate all styles of music in any language, really. I mean, shit. I'm listening to bands that sing in Swedish, sing in German. Uh, it's different because, like, I, I know German, and German is pretty much the base of most European languages, so it makes it easier for me. Right. Um, but with with Spanish, I mean, I – shit, I mean, I've been over Sebastian's house when his grandmother's over, and they speak Spanish. So it's like, you know, I'm Spanish is nothing new to us. I mean, all, literally every high school you go to has a Spanish class. Um, yeah, but like not – not right now. Yeah, it is. And it's, I mean, it's something that I never learned. Um, I learned German and from family. I know a little bit of Polish, but the album is like, not even talking about the Spanish part because like that doesn't bother me at all. I mean, him, him, he's doing what he knows. You know, that's fine. Uh, the the beats, uh, like Sebastian said, the second half of the album, it kind of slowed down, and it was kind of. I actually finished the album on like Nate. Uh, <laughs> hey, at me, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm going. I'm I'm going hardcore this week. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling everybody out. Yeah, like it wasn't. If if like Nate said, if I understood it, I would love it better. Or really, like, actually like it more. Uh, but because that I don't understand it, it kind of it throws it off. It's weird. But I I I I didn't mind. You know, it was. The the beats were kind of eh at some points like um I don't want to say the basic trap beats because like it wasn't but it had the oh yeah it was were, it was far from basic yeah but like the beats were all the same there was no really change in those so it kind of the album sounded kind of like one whole song and it was kind of yeah that's um, fair that 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 was what threw it off but I mean <laughs> hey I mean if he's one of the bigger names in in that genre fucking kill it bro you know do what you're doing if people love it they're gonna buy the album um and just keep on doing what you're doing speaking of buying albums really quick i just want to say i i bought the aversions crown record the oh, limited yeah. edition 
Uh, oh, the, yeah. the splatter vinyl. Uh, actually, throwing this out there, I might post that on Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to follow us, or at least follow me on Instagram, you can. Um, I use the same thing for pretty much everything. Uh, that's TNT2310. Uh, go follow me on Instagram. Uh, I will post, you know, when the new episodes are out, I'll post some music stuff. Uh, and you get to see a little bit about what I do. Yeah. I was thinking about yeah. that this week. I was like, I don't know when I should, if I should say that. But uh, yeah, go follow me. At the plug. There you go. I get that. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the next album here, the uh, Group Love album, uh, Healer. And I'm going to let Sebastian start us off with this one. Okay. I, so, want, I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, you know. um, <laughs> first off, this is one of my top five least favorite bands ever. Um, I do not like this. It is the most hipster pandering, gluten free, Prius driving, Coachella going, Instagram politic posting, reusable straw using, incense burning, acid tripping, round glasses wearing, tapestry hanging, parent hating, PC bullshit I hate the most. You know, I gave it a nice 1 out of 10. Um, it's boring, repetitive, it just does not do anything for music. I think uh, Millennial Whoop, when it's done correctly, it can be done well. But when you do it incorrectly, you are group love. That is all. Wow. I just want to say there, I, Bash and I heard a few things in there that you know, incense, the tampons. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you you going off of that? Hold on, let me. There's something. I'll go next, Nate. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. But there's something that you said that reminds me. Um, God, I gotta find it. Uh, there's a. As a D&D player, uh, <laughs> this reminds me. Where's the Jim, I gotta load up in D&D Beyond. Um, here it is. There's a spell called Jim's Magic Missile. Uh, you create three twisting, whistling, hypoallergenic, gluten-free darts of magical force. That's what that reminded me of. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's a god-tier spell. But uh, this album... Um, I'm a little bit different than Sebastian. I actually, I didn't mind it. You know, it's the, the alt tone is something that I enjoy sometimes when done right. Unlike the 1975's new album, which I did yeah. not like at all. That, um, that album was a yikes. <laughs> uh, but this one, I actually didn't mind. It was, it, I didn't, I, with the name Group Love, you kind of figure it's going to be some type of alt style. Uh, and it, you know, it was, and they didn't, uh, I thought they did it well. Um, the one lyric that really sticks out to me is uh, from the song, The Great Unknown. Uh, I, it is, uh, I bet you know what happens next. We all go get ice cream. It doesn't rhyme, nothing like that, but that, it's kind of wholesome, it's, kind of wholesome. it's wholesome, yeah. And I was like, I'm sitting there and I, that came up and I just smiled a little bit. I was like, ice cream, I could really go for some. <laughs> and I was at work actually. Good thing uh, I thought about that because we actually we got ice cream after work. So look at it; it all worked out. Yeah, um, but no, I actually I didn't mind the album. It was weird. There was one song who the they had like the female singer. Oh, I can't remember what song that was. What was it? um? I want to say it was what was it ahead of myself. I think. It might have been, yeah. For some reason on Spotify, it doesn't say who the... Uh, it might be somebody from the band. That's why it doesn't tell. 
Uh, yeah, well, I think it was uh, one person from their band, but they were just saying, yeah. um, like but no, I, I, it, it, that song it was you know it took a weird weird turn, but it really came back with Hail to the Queen. Hail to the Queen was actually that that song really I was just like wow, um, it kind of it stood out for me uh, from all the other ones uh, except for the Great Unknown. I, no, but Hail to the Queen it was very um. I don't. It reminded me more of like um. I I don't. No, I'm not gonna say simping. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to go at here. But it, it reminded me of like you know when, when you see that girl, like yeah, and you both like the the feelings are there, and you want to kind of like do every like do what you can to try and you know make her. I don't know. That's what that reminds me of. I know it's probably not that, but that's what I think it is. Um, but no, it was very. It, that's like most of his albums. He was, was, was kind of wholesome, you know. I'm a, I'm a wholesome boy, sometimes. <laughs> uh, no, I actually I didn't I didn't mind him. He was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, it was a good album. I didn't mind it. Um, it's I definitely like knew right from looking at it, it was gonna be some kind of alternative indie rock kind of thing, a little pop and all. Uh, so I was expecting that, but I. I have to say, uh, I think it was Deleter. Uh, I have heard on the radio before, and like I heard that on the album, like, oh, it's these guys, it's this song. Okay, all right. Like that was like a perfect. It's good that it was the first track because it kind of like was able to set my expectations for the album. Then, because I was like, okay, I know this song. Maybe the rest of the album is like you know maybe not that good, but like at least you know as somewhat something to show and it did for a little bit like uh inside out i really liked that song i added that to my playlist and i also liked uh expectations and youth but um after that there wasn't really much to show i mean it just kept it was just the typical alternative rock album but um yeah it's, it's definitely one of those bands like you know you probably see it like coachella or something like you know on the side stage like oh my god dude you gotta go see fucking group love like it's like it's like i feel like they're blowing up or at least like you know they had the one song tongue-tied which apparently went triple platinum i don't even know what it sounds like i'm sure if i heard it though i'd be like oh yeah oh, that one but it's the it's oh the, dude it's the birth of the millennial whoop you know uh, if I loved you then, I loved you now. Oh yeah, you know that's ninety percent of the fucking song. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Jeez, oh, tongue tied is their most played song on Spotify at three hundred thirty-eight million yeah, plays. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I don't know this, but it's popular. And apparently, Sebastian, Sebastian nailed it with uh, what that's why that song was popular. I mean, honestly, like, there's no lyrics. It's just mostly whooping, and then, hey, let me go drive my white Jeep Wrangler down the freaking Sunset Boulevard and listen to that along with Lana Del Rey's new album. Actually, I like Lana Del Rey. Oh my god, it's that song. I'm literally listening to it. Oh my god, I didn't know they sang that song. Yeah, you understand my pain. I hated that song. Now I hate myself because I like that new album. Son of a bitch. <laughs> See, okay, if I would have known that it was them, I would have had a that would have put a bad taste in my mouth for the album. And I use that like every week, but like that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, I didn't know that was them. But oh I actually like that. I didn't hear this now. Hold on one second. You know what it's the take me to your best friend's house. Da da da. It's that one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I would have fucking knew that, oh my god. I can tell well, you. Well, uh, why the hell did you tell me? Why did you tell me this? Shit? Dude, honestly. Trent, I mean, to be fair, that was from 2011. That was from 2011. Yeah, th that's, a, that's a nine-year difference. Right, and they changed, obviously, because we like the new album somewhat. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I still hear Tongue Tight on the goddamn radio. <laughs> I just, like I need to listen to it again, like because I know what you're talking about, but I need to like listen listen to it again. I'll do it later. But give I'm it scared. the first, give it the first uh 25 seconds, and you're gonna be like, fuck. Oh <laughs> god, I can't believe that was 2011 too. That's hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go. Uh, I was literally about to look when that song came out because, goddamn. Okay. No, I that. Oh yeah, if I don't knew that song, I would. Have been like Nate, why are you picking? Why'd you do that? I'm like, I, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking about picking this album, uh, we'll do the next one here, which is one I picked for Trent because the boy loves his power metal and pirate metal. Because this one is Aelstorm's Curse of the Crystal Coconut. Trent, take us away with this one. Yes, <laughs> Aelstorm, you gotta love him. I know Nate doesn't, but Aelstorm, you gotta love him. Um. Ailstorm has been like a big part of like my high school, uh, my high school life because like my freshman year is when like I first figured out about him from a buddy of mine with the song Keelhauled. Uh, I I can't remember. Hold on, let me see what album that was. Yeah, Black Sails at Midnight back in two thousand nine. Uh, uh, yeah, that one. That's where it really got my start. Um, but I mean. None of the Elsewhere albums are bad, really. Uh, if you're, if you like that style, I mean, you're gonna love it. Um, what they do with like some of their albums, like uh, starting with Sunset and the Golden Age, they, uh, they kind of like switch it up a little bit. So like uh, with the Sunset and the Golden Age of uh, 2014, uh, they did uh, a regular version and then an acoustic version of the album uh, with No Grave But the Sea. Uh, they did that album, and then they did uh, No Grave But the Sea for Dogs. And so they did, like, the whole album was in, like, a dog barks. And I think it, it was for some, um, honestly, it was for some, like, animal thing. Uh, and then this one, Curse of the Crystal Coconut, they did uh, the, like, the the 8-bit kind of which was, I, I about that one. Yeah. I, th I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know if you, um, if you listen to that uh thing of it i mean it didn't really doesn't really take away from the album uh because it's god tier nonetheless um i mean the song shit boat like come on <laughs> it's i mean that song is i mean you go with shit boat no fans uh and then you go back an album to fucked with an anchor it's like you you're gonna get something that is like completely just kind of like raunchy like that but it's just that's how they are like we were talking about before the podcast, before we started recording, is like you know they're a joke band. They understand it, but like some of the songs, like they're serious. You know, they they look at their history of you know the pirates and all right. that stuff. Um, but it was really, I, mean, I was excited for this album. You, you you remember you and I talking about this for a while? I was like, we need when this comes out, we gotta put. This like, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew you weren't gonna like it, but uh, I had hope. Uh, but I. Uh, I I like this album. Uh, Tortuga put like a weird like kind of like digital uh, chorus, which was really cool. I think my um, goal for this year is to at least find one power metal or thrash album that I'll actually like. 
feel so accomplished that I actually liked one. <laughs> I'm giving you so many. I know, and I you're dicking me every time. It's just, I've given you, I've given you, God, I don't even know what. Like, fuck, so we go from Ailstorm to fucking Warbringer. We go from the, like the trashiest. To be fair, I did like Testament. I did like Testament. Oh, that's true. You did like that. So, that's, that's 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 thrash though. So I mean, that that can. Yeah. Work. So I did do something right. <laughs> yeah, you did do something right. I mean, Testament is. We we talked about Testament. That's fine. Well, we're we're talking about Testament anyway. Uh, later, but no, I this album, this is this is probably a good ten out of ten for me on this oh. one. This this might go, with my top five in the end of the year. Wow, impressive. Right. It might it might go next to uh, body count competition. Um, for me, yeah, like Trent said, wasn't my thing. Y'all know power metal and thrash metal are not my thing. But the big thing that I talked to Trent about this beforehand uh, was that was because com- like it's very obvious. It's like comedy metal. Like it's like you know no denying it. It's in like the same boat as like you know Tenacious D or like uh, Steel, Steel Panther. Panther. Yeah, exactly. Don't and, nobody ever knocks Steel Panther, by the way. They're fucking if you don't like their music, go see them live. Right. You will have a fucking great time. That's the thing with me, is that like listening to the album and everything live. And I'll, I'll also put like Gwar in that uh subgenre too of like comedy, you know, comedy metal, rock, whatever. Oh, Gwar yeah, Gwar 100%. is definitely like a comedy. It's like yeah. on the album itself, I don't I can't like it at all. It's just like I don't something about about it like it just has it's missing something and what i think it is that i think i'm finding out now is that uh if i had seen them live if i go live and see you know ale storm or like you know or guar i think i would appreciate it much more because i've seen necrogoblicon live never liked them in the studio but live they were so good they're that's so one fun. that's one band i need to see i w- i wanted to go to uh they were at warp tour uh 2017 mm-hmm. and ale yeah, was I, one of them too 2017 or 2018 there was uh they did a tour it was uh i think it was ale storm necrogoblicon and i want to say it was Beartooth or mm. something municipal waste maybe i don't know it was something with bear in it i don't know it was some russian bear shit i don't know <laughs> um but i wanted to go to that i think uh i can't remember where it was at by us but it was a it was a while ago i think it was like right. sophomore year um and i really wanted to go to that because i was like oh it's ailstorm it's necrogoblicon it's sick but i never got to see necrogoblicon or ailstorm yeah uh but steel panther nate you you need to go oh. special next time to see steel panther. i bet yeah i mean who knows this year or next year whenever they go i'll, I'll go to that one because i do want to see like the hype about that do you even like Steel Panther or no? I mean, like I said, like it's, it falls in that genre where I can't really listen to them without just being like, eh, what are you dude, rocking? literally, I, I'm allowed to say this. This is fine. We've said worse stuff on here. Um, oh, bitch. <gasps> no. Every time we go, when they play the song "17 Girls in a Row," they bring a bunch of women on stage and they all flash their tits. Oh. Because that. Pan- they're allowed to do that. It's Steel Panther. <laughs> they're allowed to. They signed a contract. It's um, pretty much. And it's just. It's a good time. Uh, the openers are pretty. Uh, pretty good. They had a uh, Diamante. Uh, one year, and then they brought Wilson, which was a local band no, from Wilson. Michigan, uh, with them on tour. Yeah. Well, they're not yeah. bad. They were. They opened. Uh, two of the four times I've seen them. Yeah, they're pretty good actually. Um, 
anyway back to the album it just yeah i mean whatever i have left to say about it like i said not my kind of thing to listen to in the album but i totally see them live because i know that they can put on a hell of a show and like it's a good thing they have that gimmick because that's what makes it more interesting it makes it more fun to watch and listen to uh when you're there live but as far Steel as fucking drums feel fucking drums <laughs> in metal I mean, yeah. And accordions and it's, it's impressive. I'm not saying it's not beer and it's just rum. Nothing right <laughs> in the studio, but yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. Uh, Sebastian, what did you think? Honestly, uh, you know, I did end up seeing them at Warp Tour. Uh, you know, my sophomore year of high school. You know, um, they, I, I, Trent, we've known about Alestorm since like eighth grade since seven like seventh or eighth grade yeah it was like it was like there was like that middle school and like beginning of high school portion yeah. when we like figured out about him yeah like i ever since like you showed me um what you call it drink i have been just hooked to the band um i definitely really enjoy uh, all the well mixed instruments including like violins harpsichords you know you name it they have a lot of interesting string instruments that remind you of kind of that um caribbean kind of sound that you would get but on the flip side they're scottish um and they definitely show that on their sleeves i mean i love when uh scottish bands really really just throw their heavy ass accents into it but really make it work for the music in question um you know honestly the one piece for kids pirate rap does not have nothing on the uh, Tortuga. I will tell you that. <laughs> Speaking of One Piece, One Piece is now on Netflix. I saw that actually, yeah. I know. I was I was so happy, even though it's only like the first season out of all nine hundred episodes. Like it's it's, it's yeah. great because you know they're making a live action series. Uh, sorry to go off topic, but yeah, they're making a live action series on Netflix. Um, nice. It's going to be interesting, but yeah, like I said, uh, I like the video game theme a lot, like the coconut crystal, or the crystal coconut, the self, or the title of the album, uh, that's like a Donkey Kong reference, I'm pretty sure, because you have to collect all the crystal coconuts, along with like a million other things in Donkey Kong 64, um, and other various Donkey Kong titles, um, but yeah, other than that, you know, like, I, I thought the ending song, I'm trying to remember what it was, it was not that good, I, Henry Martin, I did not like how they ended the album. Like everything, it was like a roller coaster that was like just insanely fast. And then that last bit, like that last song, was just like throwing like a giant brick wall in the middle of the tracks. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. Going from uh, Wooden Leg Part Two, the Woodening to Henry Martin, those those were like this. Well, it was kind of good though, like them. putting like the slower. Well, even like putting the slower songs at the end of the album, you know, just in general. Yeah was kind of like it, it was it was an okay thing to do um but yeah I mean, henry henry Martin. it wasn't my favorite song either um but it doesn't take away from the rest of the album yeah like i said i really enjoyed it overall and i i still gave it a, i still gave it a nine out of ten so you know it's it was probably one of my most anticipated albums of this year um i'm still waiting for megadeth and hopefully that will change your mind about thrash nate um you know i i have yeah, maybe yeah, I got, I got uh for future albums. I got here, uh, Megadeth. I got Deftones. Evanescence is coming out with an album. Oh shit! Oh really? Uh, I forgot, really? I forgot about that. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Pistifer. Come out oh, yeah. Too. Oh, Lord. And, there's, and those are just the ones that, like, don't have a date. Those are ones that, like, aren't official dates. Like, I have some that are, like, you know, like, Joji is coming out with one later this year. Avatar, uh, oh. Misery Signals. Dude, that, yeah. that Avatar album, you know Sebastian and I are going to be on that. Ghost is still my favorite. Nobody can change that. Well, I, I mean, one Tool, of my favorites, Tool like, is number two. Tool is my number one as always because, you know, I have a bias. It's like, Tool. Yeah. yeah, I know. Well, I, I, I have a bias against Ghost. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got three more albums heading your way, but before we get there, let's And we're back, guys. We're going to go get right into it here with the new Lamb of God album, uh, which is the self-titled album. And I'm going to... Uh, Lamb of God. So, uh, in my notes, I just have fucking good. Um, I used to not be a fan of Lamb of God uh, until I saw them live. Uh, like we were talking about in the first part, uh, it's you know, seeing a band live, it, just, it, it hits different, as they say uh, nowadays. Um, then I was like, when I, I went and saw him, uh, on Slayer's last tour with Slayer, Behemoth, Testament, Lamb of God, uh, and Anthrax, uh, then Lamb of God, they put on a really good show. Um, this album was, I was looking, looking out for, uh, the first single, Memento More, like it, oh, that, that single is amazing. Uh, and that really got me hyped for the rest of the album. Uh, and this like new new colossal hate um that was a good song as well uh you got some good you know two good people on this album that joined uh jamie jasta uh and chuck billy uh we talked about chuck billy before with uh in testament and then jamie jasta from hate breed and jasta um no i think they did a really good job with this with this album definitely uh a good banger for 2020 um nothing yeah, nothing bad to say about this one. It was, ooh, I mean, I was in, I was in the car with my dad. My dad was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but you know, I was just, I'm like, "I'm jamming, bro. I'm jamming." Um, no, it, new colossal hate actually it reminded me of, um, I think it was that song, or no, it might have been Reality Bath. Um, the the chugging remind, reminded me of a, a little bit of my, like Machuga, um, in Bleed, that little like weird middle section part where it was like but it did the weird stops yeah that, that was what took me and i was like yeah i can i can get behind it um and i yeah this good ass um album i'd say for me probably a good eight out of ten what do you think of this uh, so with this one, uh, I would like to say Randy Blythe is probably one of my favorite metal vocalists. Um, his uh, lows are definitely some to be respected of. Um, you know, I'm surprised it's held up so well over the years as much as it has. You know, uh, these are very, uh, you know, socially slash I would say politically charged lyrics. You know, if you look at, um, you know, in this, in a couple of the songs, they referenced uh, the hatred of automatic laziness. Basically, people like spending too much time using technology to create their fun or do their daily tasks for them that they could easily do. And I understand completely where that's coming from. You know, I'm a tradesman. You know, I really 
I really uh, respect the idea of hard work more than just having machines or what have you do the work for me. You know, of course, machines help, but they also uh, hinder as well in the um, creativity department and as well as the, I would say, just grumption department. Um, but that's all I have to say about that. But I'm really happy that they brought along Chuck Billy, you know, towards the falling action of the album. It was definitely a great uh, send-off to just an overall pretty damn good album. You know, uh, Lamb of God, I, I never really considered them to be, like, my favorite metal band. Um, I really do like their music, though. I Like I said, after you see them in concert, you really understand a little bit more of their uh, style, and you just, like, kind of love them a little bit more because of that. And honestly, I can say that this is a good solid 8 out of 10 for me as well. Um, I don't have much to say. You know, it was really good. Um, you know, that's all. I mean, they're still just as good as they were back when they started. 100%. Uh, for me, uh, like I like you said, Sebastian, they're not even my favorite metal band either. But like, it's one that like, I feel like you have to respect and and just like appreciate because it's just like they've been around for like a long time and like even before right. lamb of god they've been around for like it's 94 like, they're yeah, they're familiar course. with this i mean almost 30 years that's crazy that's awesome um see the last album i ever listened to them from them i've only listened to two albums prior believe it or not ashes of the wake and uh resolution uh ashes of the wake of course is like the classic lamb of god album like oh, yeah. can't go wrong with it my favorite song by Lamb of God is actually Ghost Walking off Resolution. Like, it was, uh, if you guys remember, it was featured on that uh, Guitar Hero Live game. It's like one of the songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like it had that like really anime looking uh, uh, music video. I thought that was so fucking cool. Like, that music video and the song, like, it's, oh, it's great. It's probably like prior to this the last good thing i heard from lamb of god i never really listened to any other of their uh any other the rest of their albums but with this album uh i went in there just like all right let's just go in this open mind let's see what we got and i was pretty impressed i was really happy with uh what they came out with i love the features uh jamie jasta when i heard jamie jasta uh and like his part i was like I don't, I don't know exactly who this is, but it sounds like he's in Hatebreed. And, of course, it's the lead singer of Hatebreed. Go figure. And then Chuck Billy, I looked too quickly and thought it was Chuck Berry. And that threw me off because I was like, what's he doing here? But it's, it, no, Chuck Billy, Testament. What a guy. Um, but, yeah, some of my favorite songs off this album uh, definitely had to be Memento Mori for sure. I mean, just that, like, you know, right after that little, like, spoken word part in the beginning, it just hits you hard. And oh then, yeah right like it's like oh yeah here it is here it is then uh i also really like checkmate and uh new colossal hate those are definitely some of my favorites on there uh i overall gave it a seven and a half because towards like the middle-ish area it started to get a little like eh for me but like not in a, it wasn't like bad like oh this, this sucks it was just like yeah you know whatever it's good it's okay but yeah it was a good album though i still liked it after night hearing uh, a new lamb of god album for like five years now just about uh it was good to see that they're still good and it's still good to see that they're doing just as fine without chris adler who unfortunately uh left the band in july last year but art Cruz, he does a really good job as a, a good replacement drummer so yeah that's what i gotta say about this album we'll move on now to the next one here the new uh, don tyler album heaven or hell uh i'll start us off with this one and say that uh 
not knowing any song by him except for no idea i went like so i went in this album and i remember that oh no ideas on this album like i love that song it's such like it's such a good song so i kind of had some high hopes for this album and i really wasn't disappointed like overall this whole album was very chill it was very fun it wasn't like your typical like traps like album it was more so like r&b most of the time or just like slower like you know trap beats or songs rather uh some of my favorite songs on this album were also uh had enough uh can't feel my legs euphoria uh obviously no idea and uh after party those were some of my favorites off this album and i just love his voice like it's something about his voice not a lot of people can get behind but like i don't know man he's just got like it's it's nice to me it's a really nice voice and uh he's gonna be opening for the weekend actually next year on the rescheduled dates on the uh the after hours tour so y'all are interested in that stick around and uh see how that goes next year but yeah overall i liked it i don't have too much to say about it other than that but it was a solid album uh what'd you think of this one though sebastian uh with this one uh like you know sadly with a lot of these new age i guess you can say r&b trappers um i i don't know man like i love t-pain's use of auto-tune a lot you know, I love, uh, you know, even Dram or other artists when they use that kind of, uh, you know, distortion on their voice and effect use and whatnot. But with Don Tolliver, I I just can't stand it, man. Like, the lo-fi beats in the background for all the songs, honestly, if this was an instrumental album, I'd definitely download it. It's very uh, pleasing to hear instrumentally. But sadly, lyrically speaking... Uh, it's not really all that, and not to mention, Don's voice is very, very wavering. Um, you know, his falsetto is very pitched. It, uh, does not really flow well with the rest of the music. You know, uh, the, you know, the production on his voice is just a little bit too much where it doesn't sound human, especially, um, if I'm gonna go right here and look up Don Tolliver, um, I'm trying to remember the exact song I'm going for. Uh, it is the song with, uh, oh, with, um, yeah, with, uh, what do you call it, Euphoria. That's the one I really did not like. It just, it sounded just way too robotic, and not even in, like, a good Daft Punk way. It sounded more robotic as in, like, I put too many freaking filters on and this Snapchat photo turned into a Photoshop photo. You know, it's 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 that kind of production to me. I, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm trying to get off with it, you know. But, like I said, the background instrumentals do a great job, especially the synth. The synth really keeps the melody just flowing excellently. Um, Offset and Quavo, though, they really do help. But sadly, they're only on one song, along with uh, Shaq West. I'm not even a Shaq West fan, but his verse was pretty damn good. Um, you know, getting through all the rest of the crap. Like, I, I had to skip through most of the songs. And, you know, I, I would listen to, like, the first 30 seconds and then fast forward a little bit. And it sounded exactly the same. And I don't usually do that, but I just wanted to get through this album as fast as I could and still try to come up with something critical to say about it. But, um... You know, uh, I would say my favorite song on this one is Spaceship. You know, it's not the worst album I've ever listened to, but it's very forgettable. I'm probably not even going to remember a single song off of this come next week. 
but I will say uh, it's a four out of ten for me. And uh, like I said, Travis Scott. You know, I know a lot of people like him, but if you don't like Travis Scott, I don't think you'll like this album. And that's kind of where I'm at. That's the boat I'm sitting on currently. So yeah, that's all I got. All right. What do you think of this one, Trent? Um. All I gotta say is Young Sheck West, and I'm getting really rich. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I I liked it. Um, you know, it's good features: Sheck West, Offset, you know, Quavo, Travis, Cash. You know, I I think uh, for most rap albums, like we talked about, um, some features really make or break an album. Because if you, I mean, you've got a lot of songs like you know just you know just don Tolliver, um but if if some i know a lot of people talk about um features like we talked about uh i think it was in the previous episode about or no the one before that um sebastian you talked about like uh like drake's when drake was upcoming uh he was on a lot of that and like whenever drake is put on a feature everyone's like oh drake's on this song you gotta listen to it like that's how yeah, it's cross um, uh, cross promoting basically. Yeah, and like, as as soon as I see like though I'm looking at the album, uh, and I'm like, oh, like that song I'm I probably will like because they're on it, you know, and like like Travis and Don they have like the same weird like kind of auto tune like you talked about, um, but I, I I like Travis, you know, he's got his his uh, older stuff is uh, is good, um, his new stuff you know it's new stuff. Um, but Travis does features really well. Um, but Don, uh, I've heard of the name before uh, from friends. Never listened to his music. This was uh, my first introduction to any album by him. Um, and I, for uh, for an introduction, I, I didn't mind it. Um, the songs were, they were, they were good. You know, it was, it was a good flowing album where I could just sit there, you know, bob my head a little bit, go, yeah, you know. A good, a good driving album, I would say. Um for anybody that likes, uh, you know, rap and like kind of like the, I don't know, like electronic tones. Very uh, chill. That, yeah, very, very chill, you know, just, you know, like I said, like driving music. You know, I'll probably put one or two of the songs on, you know, a driving playlist that I've got. Um, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst album I've heard. Uh, it, <laughs> definitely no Megan uh, <laughs> album. But I mean, yeah, it was, it was pretty. It'll. It, no, always come back to me. I don't know. I don't care how many episodes we go not talking about our toys and come back. Um, no, it was it was good. I definitely. I'll probably. I think I did. Yeah, I saved Euphoria just because it's Travis, and then Spaceship was really good. I actually like that song. Geico is giving uh, not just because of Shaq, but I mean, it was it was well done. I think. With the Geico gift sure. Because we're committed for the All right. Long well, the that leads us to our final album here uh, from the, the band Protest the Hero. This is Palimpsest. I think is how you pronounce it. And uh, I'm going to let Sebastian start us off with this one. So, uh, yeah, with Protest the Hero, I I walked out of this enthralled, man. I, uh, you know, great vocals, and it was a very fun album. Uh, Plimpset also featured some very technical guitar skills, you know, very staccato-driven. You know, uh, I'm surprised the bass keeps up with that so well. Um, you know, I could really, really pick the bass out in all of these songs, and honestly, it's such a great compliment to the guitar that 
has such a driving melody to it. It almost gives me a very uh, Jason Newsted to uh, James Hetfield kind of flair, you know, as far as melody and uh, rhythm would go. You know, I, I think it just, they follow each other very well and they correspond perfectly. And Jesus Christ, the vocals, man. Like, oh my God, the flawless transitions. And of course, being a singer, I... I could never imagine myself going into these mixed voice ranges and then coming right back down to these low growls and these really heavy screams. Like, I can do both, yes, but going into it and executing it as flawlessly as, as uh, they do, I, I commend them fully. And I, I don't really say that too much about vocalists. You know, last... You know, whenever I hear something like that, I always think of Rob Halford. And if you're compared to Rob Halford, in my mind, it's it's pretty it's a pretty high rating, I would say. Um, you know, the band it just it's very valiant, and the feeling of it is just it's powerful. I mean, it's power metal, but you know, it's just it 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 leaves you feeling just righteous. And I I absolutely love that feeling. I haven't felt that in a good long time and i would even go as far as to say this is probably my favorite metal album of the whole year um yeah you know i i i've been surprised recently man like a lot of bands come out of nowhere like run the jewels i mean of course they're amazing but they took my favorite spot and now you have protest the hero i mean hell they i i think they might break top five this year i don't know i mean i still got megadeth avatar and a couple of ours but you know I feel like they they would do uh they did a pretty damn good job and I commend them and I can't wait to go into them. 10 out of 10. Sure, for sure. So, uh I, I have you guys heard of Protest the Hero before? No. Uh, I have uh the album uh, Pacific Myth. I remember uh cuz I was looking at their other stuff. Uh I remember seeing that album cover. Uh, I don't remember where, but I remember seeing it, and I never looked into it. But then, as I was looking back, like uh, when I when this when I was going to listen to this album, and I was like, "Oh shit, I've seen that before." I was like, "I, I meant to listen to that album, and I never did." And I was like, "Hopefully, it'll be good." Um, I I've only known them for like the one song uh, from their Fortress album. It's called Sequoia Throne. That song's in. It's so good. It's incredible. I've heard. I've heard of that song. I've not. <laughs> that I probably have heard it. But I that name sounds really familiar. It's it's great, it, and that whole album too, Fortress. It's like it's it's a banger. Like definitely. Is it, the, that is it the one with the the bird on it? Uh, it's got like a woman in the center, and her eyes are closed, and like she's got like uh, antlers, and like there's a lot of like okay. spectacle going on around her. Uh, I think the bird, the bird one you're thinking of is uh, I think it's called Vol- Volition. No, Volition. Yeah, I've seen that one. I've seen that album cover too. Yeah, those are the the two popular ones. I'm pretty sure from that band. But this album, uh, I don't, I wasn't like sure what to expect because I'm not like biggest fan. Obviously, like I don't listen to them on the daily basis at all. But like, of course, I respect the hell out of them because like you know they're they're a pretty damn good band, you know. Uh, but yeah, I was I like the album. I love his vocals. Like they're absolutely incredible. For me, they remind me of um, uh, Bruce Dickinson. From, uh, Iron Maiden. It kind of reminds me of his vocal style for me, and I I don't know why I just I love that a lot about the, uh, this band. Some of my favorite songs off this album was uh, Gardenius, Little Snakes, 
Soliloquy and uh, The Fireside. Those are some of my favorites off the album. And uh, yeah, just overall, it was a pretty, it was a pretty impressive album. And some songs I could have like you know lived without. Like I didn't really like you know so because like some of their songs kind of like like a little bit too long, but like it's not like an issue for the entire album. But and not too much to say uh, other than that. But I liked it. It was a really good album. This week though, for some reason, I just like albums we listened to just didn't do entirely that much to me as like some of the past albums have. You're gonna do. Not every album is gonna be perfect or extremely good for me, but it is what it is. So that's all I gotta say about that one. What do you think, though, Trent? Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I'm glad that we got to listen to this album. Um, it like like I said when we were discussing before, um, it reminded me of like the speed of like old Dragon Force had. Um, just the the double bass uh is intense um the lyrics you know very very power driven uh and you know power metal is is, it's my thing it's what i it's what i do (laughs) Um, so i yeah and i i really liked it it was very um what's the word uh i don't know i guess it was good to listen to something like that uh that like didn't it sounded it was it was different than like mostly you know, of your standard metal, um, but I I really thought that it was uh, and they can I don't know have they had any like bigger songs and like honestly like with them I'm pretty sure just that like the one I said was like their biggest one I mean like they're 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 bigger under uh, they're not like out there like they went gold in canada if that tells you anything for that fortress album other gotcha. than that yeah other than that like in the u.s i mean like the, the best they've charged was 20 and that was for their last album okay that last album the volition that was seven years ago so it's been a seven year gap nice. hey right. i mean they had seven years to work on shit and they did a good job i mean from the sky that was uh i for my my first thought was it was going to be a Gojira cover from this guy. Uh, and then my second thought of that was it was going to be a cover of Hirakiri from this guy by Hirakiri. <laughs> um, but no, I, this album did not, um, didn't, it didn't, you know, really have anything bad for me to say about it. It was just, it's definitely my taste and I really did enjoy it. Good stuff. That concludes everything then. But uh, before we get going here, we some album recommendations as always. This week, I'm pulling out classic that we can all agree Nate's is out, a boys. banger of an album. What'd you say? I said Nate's pulling out. <laughs> oh, I'm pulling out Stone Sour's Come Whenever. Ooh. Oh. Oh, yeah, dude. Let me just say the moment I listened to that album, I was hooked. There's not a single bad song on that album, in my opinion. Even the, uh, the you know, the more obscure, like, you know, hits, basically. Not the bigger songs. Those are still great. The slower songs are still great. Uh, and that is, like, one of the biggest influences uh, my music taste, too. Like, I always forget about this album. But, like, whenever I come back to it or, like, even listen to a single song off it, it brings me back to, like, you know, sophomore year and everything, like, Damn, yeah, that's that, that's my start. That was my big start into uh, 
get into more metal because obviously Corey Taylor, lead singer of Slipknot as well, also the lead singer of uh, Stone Sour. Oh, his voice was very recognizable. And like even on that album, he still did more screams. I haven't listened to like their later stuff, but like I'm pretty sure he's not doing screams as much anymore, right? Yeah, uh, it's more of like the the lower stuff. Right, right. I figured because I think like it's the last one I heard that he did some kind of scream was like maybe Audio Secrecy, but he might have done some stuff after that too. I just I'm not familiar with it, but like Come Whatever May is like my favorite album, in my opinion, their best album. I recommend that. If I were to pick some songs, I'd say Thirty Thirty One Fifty, the title track Come Whatever May, Made of Scars, Reborn, and uh. Uh, through glass everyone knows through glass like that was a big radio hit at some point so yeah that's my hit definitely check that out uh but let's hear yours trent what you got uh since i mentioned dragon force uh i'm gonna go with the dragon force album go for it. um i see i'm at a i'm gonna we'll go both of them so i i had two picked out um their most recent uh, uh album which was back in 2019 uh extreme power metal uh a great album uh, i was looking forward to that one when it came out uh it's pretty it's your standard speed metal um it's dragon force can't really get any different but the greatest thing is they do a cover of celine dion's my heart will go on and hearing a speed metal speed metal version of that is <laughs> it is so it's kind of funny but it's they do they do it justice it's, I don't know. They 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 do really good covers. Dragon Force, I give them that they do really good covers. Uh, like the next album I'm gonna talk about, Reaching into Infinity, which was their 2017 release. Which that album, uh, really got me back into Dragon Force. Um, they have an 11 minute song, uh, called uh, uh, I think it's yeah, The Edge of the World. That song, holy shit, that's 11 minutes of just. just it's it's so good. Uh, it counter it reminds me of uh, Warbringers when the guns fell silent a little bit, because uh, it takes you on this fucking trip. I mean, the end of it where he does those low screams. It, oh, oh, it's it's so good. Uh, and then their cover of Evil Dead by Death was so good. Uh, I'm a big Death fan. I you know I love my uh, uh love my Death shit. But no, Reaching into Infinity is a good album. My brother actually likes that uh, album, surprisingly, because my brother's not a speed metal kind of guy. He, my brother's a very classic metal kind of guy, and he loves uh, uh, Curse of Darkness off that album. That's also a very good song. Uh, but no, go check out those two albums. And I mean, everybody knows Dragon Force for Through the Fire and Flames. It's your Guitar Hero shit. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I think, oh, fuck, what the hell's the other song? Hold on. I think it is... Fury of the Storm, and no, it was Soldiers of the Wasteland, too, because I think that one was on Guitar Hero. Uh, but no, go check out their latest two albums. They are fucking amazing. Stop. What do you got for a special? Today I have number 15. But, um, so. You can yeah, that that is. I'm serious, though. Um, the album I recommended, because I hate group love so much, I want to give you guys something actually good if you are the wow. I described. <laughs> um,. You know, I am very much a fan of alt rock. You know, don't let my group uh, 
what you call a group love, you know, opinion sway that. I really do love alternative music a lot. It's just whenever your music is mostly whooping and no substance, I just won't like it. But with Catfish and the Bottlemen, uh, the, that's the band, and the album in question is The Balcony. I saw them in, I think, 2017. Uh, they opened up for Green Day, and I've never heard of the band before, and my friend Abby was a huge fan of them, and I'm like, oh, okay, I mean, if, I mean, if you like them, I, you know, she's more of, like, a gypsy kind of gal, so she, she really likes Fleetwood Mac and all that, so I thought it was gonna be that kind of group, but no, not at all, it's, uh, very alternative, uh, music, and, you know, it's, of course, hipstery, and it has that, you know, very pretty male voice to it, but, I really do like their lyricism a lot, and not to mention their song structures are just very catchy, and they definitely can hold a tune very well. Um, you know, uh, the guy's voice, it just, it soars so well, and not to mention, you know, it's just, it's very well-rounded, too. I, I can't really say which album's my favorite, but if you want to take a good introductory one, their newest one from 2014, The Balcony... Uh, definitely a must listen in my book as far as alt rock music goes. I would say it's even on par with uh, Walk the Moon's first album. You know, if you really like that kind of sound, uh, I feel like you would like Catfish and the Bottom. And they're a little bit more of like a, they're more on the rock side of alternative. It's not really as like, you know, edgy and hipstery. It's more, it's more rock based, but it still maintains that style pretty well. And yeah, that's all I got. You know, I, I really liked it, and hopefully you guys listen to it. Very good, and I heavily recommend that band. Good stuff. Well, all right, guys, that's it. That concludes this episode today. Join us next week. We'll have some more albums for y'all. Trent, Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. They did the thing. <laughs> all right, and this has been the Music Corner, Rift 808s. Here, signing off.